This episode of The Minimalist is brought to you by nobody, because advertisements suck. The Minimalists. <laughs> Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing that's just feeding your greed Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it Hello, simpletons. Welcome to the Minimalist Podcast, where we discuss what it means to live a meaningful life with less. My name is Joshua Fields Milburn. And I'm Ryan Nicodemus, and together we are the Minimalists. Dude, it looks like you've been growing that beard out for like six months now. I had to take Ella and Bex to the airport <laughs> early this morning, so I'm waking Ella up. Ella is so... She is negative about everything. <laughs> of course, she's six. Well, no, she's seven. But oh, she's, seven, yeah. She's like... I don't. There's this weird pessimism about her. Like we were at the, we went to the beach yesterday. Yeah. We were at the beach. I can't wait to on the maximum episode. I'm going to tell you about the insanity that ensued at the, on the beach. beach. It was a sitcom episode of a day. I, can I tell you? Thank you very much for not inviting me to the beach. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're welcome. Trust me. Anyway, I woke Ella up this morning, and. I wake her up very calmly and like kiss her on the forehead. Hey, it's time to get up. <laughs> and like a few minutes later, she goes, you know, you barely woke me up. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> and um, oh, yeah, the, we were at the beach yesterday and she was like talking about all the things she didn't like. about. She loves going to the beach, but like she could only talk about the things that she disliked about the beach. I'm mad that there's not, you know, some sort of, you know, kids to play with or you know that the waves aren't bigger or the waves are too big. But dude, doesn't she kind of represent us all a little bit? Because I got to tell you, I get into that mode, but I have the frontal lobe to say, Ryan, buddy, yes. <laughs> like, don't sit there and go down that road. Don't think negatively. Mm -hmm. However, a lot of the times my impulse is to go down that negative road of everything that's wrong. Why is that? I don't know, man. It's weird. Well, I, I don't know. There's something about maybe it's preventing pain in a way. Something. It, and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today because we are suffocated Right, we mm. we are we are uh, we have his friend James Wallman. He wrote a book called Stuffocation. Are we ripping off his book title, and that's the name of this episode? <laughs> Stuffocated. Stuffocated. His was <laughs> Stuffocation. Yeah, but I, I think we we are allowed to borrow from it since he used of our course. story in the to open up his entire book. What was the name right? of the person though? No, he he used your name. Oh, but he combined our stories though, right? I think he combined both our stories under your name. I thought he called it. I thought he called me like Ryan Milburn or something. No, uh -huh. no. Anyway, anyway. Um, the, the the topic today is suffocation, being overwhelmed with our stuff, mm. and obviously this comes up a lot. We have a ton of questions to answer today, so I figured we would just <laughs> dive right into some of these voicemails. Dude, you know what I'm overwhelmed with right now? What? That it's like I've chosen to bring this into my life. But I was uh, I did this community service event where we were packing up backpacks and like just goodie bags for you know families in need down in uh it's not South Central anymore what is it South Los Angeles South Los Angeles which totally changed the whole vibe yeah definitely right you switch the name and you fix the neighborhood right no uh but they were giving up plants uh -huh. and the whole thing was like hey you're a volunteer if you want a plant grab a plant so I grabbed a Serrano plant and a couple tomato plants but now I have to like get the dirt. And like transplant these plants I got, 
and for, I, I like they're functional, mm-hmm. but having plants on my balcony I, for some reason like it's really stressing me out well what i love about this is that's a perfect metaphor because we take these things into our life without much forethought but i did think about it without much forethought <laughs> <laughs> and and that's actually the you, that's perfect because i did think about it i was at the cash register and i'm like uh, do i want this or this and i mm. decided to get both and, and or whatever it might be really i thought about mariah uh-huh i know how much she loves plants right yeah. and, and i think that's part of the forethought right mm. but then what we don't think about are all of these additional costs meaning the time and attention yeah. and energy I'm like lugging this thing of like soil through my apartment and uh-huh. i'm like oh well i'm gonna have to mop here after i lug this thing through the apartment and yeah there's just a lot of other costs involved yeah. that i did not think about there, there's sure. certainly there's a psych- psychic weight now there's a difference with plants because they often you, they're often worth what the the cost is you're, you're going to go through and it's going to bring joy to your life it's going to bring bring joy to your life you know how many serranos and tomatoes i'm gonna have for you <laughs> i can't wait and podcast on and jordan uh, yeah so so it's going to be uh good for all of us they're right heirlooms <laughs> But when we bring a lot of the things in our life... I know it's pronounced heirloom, by the way. (laughs) Yes, I know. (laughs) Uh, When we bring a lot of these things into our life, what happens is they don't bring the same joy that plant does. In fact, the plant, in a weird way, forces you to take care of it. It forces you to constantly acknowledge it. Mm. But with our material items, our dead material items, they're they're just there. The extra clothes, the the sporting goods, the camping equipment, Mm. the thing that we just had to have because it was on sale on Craigslist or on sale at Dick's Sporting Goods or wherever. That thing just sit somewhere in fact we try to hide those things Mm -hmm. but if you hit the plant Mm -hmm. it's going to die almost immediately yeah and so what i like about this is like what we're talking about today is confronting the things that suffocate us the things that overwhelm us in our lives so let's start with a question from mckinsey in tucson arizona now as i'm getting ready to move across the country to college i wanted to ask how i should approach making a packing list and if i should leave items like old scrapbooks at my parents house to collect after i'm done with school now ryan she mentioned the packing party Mm -hmm. so for folks that aren't aware of the packing party new listeners real quick you at the beginning of your minimalist journey that's how i started my whole journey yes 10 years ago yes i came to you and you told me about minimalism and I was like, great, I'm in. Now what do I do? Right. And you were like, we should pack up your stuff and you should unpack it as you need it to really figure out what you're using. So we right. decided to do this experiment for three weeks. Probably took me another three months to get rid of all the things that I didn't unpack. Uh-huh. Uh, but for three weeks, I unpacked things I needed. So, you know, my toothbrush, my bed and bed sheets, some clothes for work, the furniture I actually use, a tool set, some kitchenware. And it was a great experiment because it really helped uh, shift my perspective where if I did it the way you did it over eight months slowly, but it would not have had the same impact on me uh, the way you did it. What I love about the packing party, and I was talking to Dave Ramsey about this. We were interviewing him for this new thing that we're working on. Um, It's our next documentary on Netflix. But I, I was down in Nashville talking to him about why do people get so frustrated and get so overwhelmed. They're suffocated most when, when they are forced to move. Yeah. 
And when you're forced to move, it's the one time in your life where you're confronted, you're confronting everything that you own. Mm -hmm. And what I liked about the packing party for you is it took something, it took, you, you had 30 years of accumulations effectively, yeah. especially 10, the last 10, the last decade mm -hmm. of mass accumulation, right? Mm -hmm. And it forced you to deal with it in a attenuated window of time. Yeah. And and doing that, of course, it's a little bit more difficult than if you were to do something slowly and gain momentum, like with the 30-day minimalism But for game. some people, that would work. Yeah. Yeah, but for me, yeah, no, the uh, the slow momentum, like I just, I'm the type of person that uh, if I want to shift my perspective, like I have to, I don't want to say do something extreme, because that kind of sounds negative, uh -huh. but the packing party is extreme for all intents and purposes. It's a pretty extreme experiment. It is, and we had 47 families do it at the same time last year for our new book, Love People Use Things, which will be out next year. So um, part of that book is we did this case study on 47 different people and families. Some, it was some, some solo people. Some people did it in just one room of their house. Some people did the whole house. Other mm -hmm. people did multi-rooms. You could do like the bathroom and the living room and the kitchen if you wanted to. Yeah. And, and we kind of let people sort of choose your own adventure with the packing party. You did the whole house packing party. And Mackenzie did that once, but now she's moving ag again. Mm -hmm. She's headed off somewhere and she's confronting her stuff again. Now she has less stuff to confront and that's good. Yeah. And then she wants to make a list of the things she should bring with her. However, I, I'm going to say, Mackenzie, I kind of want you to feel a little bit of this pain right now because what yeah. you're realizing is, man, I have to move all of this stuff and I don't want to have to pack all of this. I want you to have to pack all of it because I, I think confronting the stuff and the, the pain that is associated with moving mm. and like in Ryan's packing part, I think one of the reasons you haven't reaccumulated stuff is because you were you had to confront mm. all of those things. And there was a certain amount of pain, psychological pain, literal pain. You know, you're throwing your back out by, by trying to carry all of these items. Yeah. And there's a certain amount of pain there. And it's not an unhealthy amount. There's a certain amount of gain on the other side of this because you're going to realize that all the things you thought you needed, even after you went through that first packing party, maybe you held on to some things that you didn't necessarily need. Now, she also talked about some sort of scrapbooks, mementos, and should I leave those with my parents? What are your mm. thoughts on that, Ryan? Dude, that sounds... Why do you hate your parents, Mackenzie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, here's the thing is, if uh, I, there's two things that I would say about that particular item uh, that she, you know, that she asked about. First off, are your parents willing to hold on to those for you uh, do they want to hold on to those for you? Like, are, are those are those scrapbooks something that your parents actually want to have? Yeah. If the answer is yes, then great. Let them have those scrapbooks. If it brings them a little bit of pain to hold on to that stuff, then if you know if they're willing to hold on to it for I don't know, you go, you're going to college for four years. Okay, I'll come back in four years and throw those out. I mean, that just that just doesn't seem very considerate to me. Yeah. Um. But. What I would say is if you are using your parents' place as a storage unit, you've got to have an end date on it at some yes. point. Yeah. Four years seems like a crazy long end date to me, but you know we're not here to judge. We're just here to relate. Yeah. I personally, Mackenzie, I would not do that to your parents, but 
you know, you, if you hate your parents, go ahead and do that. <laughs> I like what you're saying here, though, because here's the thing. You're saying if they're feeling a little bit of pain, but part of that pain could just be inconvenienced. If they're inconvenienced by your stuff, you don't want to do that. Right. These are people you care about. These are people that you love. I don't want to inconvenience Ryan or Sean or Jordan or Jessica or certainly Bex or Elle. I don't want to con- inconvenience the people that I care about. By the way, I don't want to inconvenience anyone. Yeah, you want to convenience them. Right. <laughs> so I guess maybe the question then, Mackenzie, is how do you convenience your parents? Mm-hmm. And and it does seem a little bit inconvenient for you to store your stuff with them. I do agree with Ryan. It could be an end date if it's not a big problem for, mm-hmm. for them for you to keep some stuff in the attic or whatever. But I would have a limited number of things, a limited storage space, right? The, even if you look at yeah. storage locker facilities, you're sort of confined to whatever space you have. It's a miracle, though, because people find a way. Anytime I've seen a storage locker open up, they're almost always filled to the brim. Yeah. Sometimes my mom's storage unit, it, for example, when I opened it up, like stuff started falling out onto me, like some sort of cartoon. Yeah, and yeah. and that is what's going on. The storage lockers are suffocating mm-hmm. with with stuff. We everything that we have, we're just filling these spaces. Yeah. Why fill your parents' space? I, I don't know that that's a good plan, especially that you can since you can deal with some of that stuff now. Now we have a few rules, Ryan. In fact, let me let me give McKinsey a copy. We have a free ebook. It's called. The Minimalist Rulebook, 16 Rules for Living with Less. It's available at theminimalists.com slash rulebook. But we just recorded the audiobook version to this, but it's not your traditional audiobook. It's mm. I tell you what, Ryan, this might be one of my favorite things we've ever done. Yeah. And it's it's really simple. It's only two or three hours long, the audiobook. But if 16 rules for living with less, one of them is the scan, uh, the, the photo scanning party, mm-hmm. which sounds like McKinsey needs a little bit of that. That would help her deal with the, the scrapbooks and, and some sort of sentimental items. I think a photo scanning party would help. But I think it would also help you establish the rules that you need. So Ryan and I, we went through and we read these 16 rules for living with less. It's a short book. It's about 30 pages or so. Mm-hmm. And... What we did, though, is we then recorded a podcast for like a mini podcast for each rule. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about the 90-90 rule, for example, also called the seasonality rule, have I used this in the last 90 days? Am I going to use this in the next 90 days? But then you and I sort of appended it with additional rules. Here's how I use this rule in my life. Here's how you can adjust the rule for you. And I think what's going to be important for someone like McKinsey, especially when you're moving, yes, I I get that you don't want to pack everything up, then move it, and then maybe go through all the pain of a of unpacking it over the course of the next three weeks. Well, it sounds like you need to have some rules in place yeah. then. And I think the Minimalist Rule Book, 16 Rules for Living with Less, it's free. You can download it over there at theminimalists.com slash rulebook. I think you'll enjoy that. If you want the audiobook, uh, it's just a few bucks, but the ebook itself is free, so you have access to all of those rules. We have a question here from Nicole in Louisville. I don't know how to get in the mindset of consumerism that is minimalistic. I can see it afterwards. I can see the after effect of it, but I can't have a minimalistic mindset in the moment. How can I get that mindset? How can I go day to day throughout my week and not need to declutter every Saturday and Sunday when I look at all of the things that I've accumulated throughout the week? So, Ryan, what I'm thinking about with Nicole here is the best offense is a good defense. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of, like, some of the most well-rounded teams in sports. I'm a basketball fan. You're a football fan. And Mm -hmm. neither one of us know much about the the other sport. Right. But Foul shot. (laughs) 
<laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Good job. And and uh, safety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, what I'm thinking about here is there are some players. Uh, James Harden, who plays for the Houston Rockets, is, is a good example. He is probably the best offensive player. See the guy with the beard? Yes, yeah. We, hey. We've seen him in, in, live in a game in yeah. Houston. Mm-hmm. And so he has that, he's got the giant beard, and he's probably the best offensive player in the game. He may even be, some people will argue he's the best offensive player of all time. Oh, wow. He's really, really great at offense. He's not a very good defensive player. Uh, this okay. is Nicole. Nicole is great at offense. I'm great at decluttering. I've got that mindset. I can let go easily. By the way, Letting go is a superpower, Nicole. Congratulations. You yeah. have formed a superpower. But what's going to make you better is if you get a good defense because you have to let go less frequently. In fact, not buying something is simply letting it go in advance. I love that. Tweet that podcast, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ryan, let, let's talk about this. I mean, there are obviously some rules yeah. that we could we could give Nicole here. Yeah. But she used a word I want to talk about first. That she, she used, I can't. Get into the consumerism mindset. Well, that's the problem. You're in the consumerism mindset. There's nothing wrong with consumption. We all need some stuff. The problem is consumerism. Did she say something? Like, she said something about the minimalist version of consumerism mindset, which sounded like an oxymoron to me. It is, yeah. yeah. So, So a minimalist consumes intentionally. We do some things, whether it's buying things locally, buying fewer things, uh, buying things that have multiple uses, mm-hmm. investing more in experiences than in stuff, but making sure that everything that we own, she used the words, adds value. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that mean? It means it serves a purpose or brings me joy. Now, serving a purpose means it has some sort of function. Brings me joy doesn't just mean it brings me pleasure. Don't mistake, and that, that's where, where Nicole is right now. She gets pleasure from consuming these things. That's consumerism. I don't yeah. care about your pleasure with respect to stuff. What I want you to, to get from things is a function or joy. Joy means sharing experiences with other people that amplify or enhance your life overall. Mm-hmm. And so she's here right now in, in the space where she's like, I'm great at offense. I can get rid of everything. My trouble is I can't stop the things from coming in. Yeah. I've got what, a few rules. Yeah. I wonder what she's telling herself. Like, because I'm imagining she comes across something she wants to buy and she's telling herself, like, well, I'll go ahead and buy it because it's going to give me that dopamine rush, you know, because if I ultimately have to let go of it, I'll just let go of it. So it's like this excuse of letting go to buy something is, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going through her mind, but that's what I imagine is probably one of the things going through her mind. But yeah, how do we help her build a defense towards thoughts like that? Well, she's got a dichotomy then, right? Because if she's if she has that line of thinking, I agree with you, it's probably there where I, I can just get rid of this later, but then she hates having to continue to declutter, right? Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say, a couple things. Minimalism is a horizon. You will get there, but then there's always a new horizon. You don't actually get to the horizon. Mm-hmm. And so you do have to continue to be intentional with the things that you hold on to because the things that add value today may stop adding value and then you're going to have to let them go at some point. Otherwise, you're just hoarding clutter at that point. Mm-hmm. However, that's going to happen less frequently if you do have a good defense. So a couple rules that stand out to me right away. These are also both from the minimalist rule book, the 16 rules for living with less. One that really stands out is the 30-30 rule because that's the rule that really stops the 
impulse shopping. We also call it the wait for it rule, right? Mm -hmm. And so if something costs more than $30, you wait at least 30 hours to buy mm -hmm. the thing. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's more than 100 bucks, I try to wait 30 days. And what that does, it just puts some distance, some friction in between you and that purchase because it's easier than ever now, especially with one-click shopping. Yeah. I mean, I can get it right now. We live in we live in Los Angeles. If I, in fact, I don't even have to click anymore. I just imagine it, and it shows up on my door <laughs> doorstep. Yeah. In like four minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. And the problem is when we have that much, we, we we get rid of that much friction. We get rid of all the friction. We lose traction, and that's where where Nicola is. She's lost traction, so she's sliding all over the place. One other rule that I think will really help out with consumption is the the one in ten out rule. Mm. Now, this is modeled after you know, the sort of uh, building capacity. If you go to a nightclub and they're like, sorry, we're at capacity, right? Now we're seeing this with coronavirus now. You go to the grocery store, sorry, it's like we're at capacity. Yeah. Well, this is that rule, but on steroids. Every time you bring something into your house, you have to get rid of 10 items. Now, mm. you could adjust that. You could do one in five out. If you have way too much stuff, you could do one in 100 out. Right. But the the key is that it makes you start to think about those things you bring into your home because you know if I want one shirt, well, 10 things from my closet have to leave that closet before I can bring the one thing in. And all of a sudden, you start looking at your new purchases a little bit differently mm -hmm. because they, they have a lot more weight to them. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, she needs to come up with some rules herself. And yeah, the rule book is a great place to start because, yeah, that's our recipe, but... She can create her own recipe, but the fact is that she needs to come up with a recipe to help her curb those impulses. Yes, indeed. Nicole, I'm going to send you a copy of our book, Essential. Ryan and I wrote three books together, other than the, the free ebook, but uh, we have three long-form books. One of them is called Essential. So we have three books. One is a, a why-to book. There's a, a what-to book. That's minimalism. And then the how-to book is Essential. It's an essay collection, 12 areas of intentional living. I'll hold it up if you're watching it on YouTube. By the way, we've got a new YouTube channel now. Uh, youtube.com slash the minimalist podcast it's separated from our main youtube mm. channel so you can subscribe to either one of those either slash the minimalist or slash the minimalist podcast the the, sh the other channel the other minimalism channel uh, is just the minimalists and they're we, more minimalist videos yeah they're, yeah. they're, they're short bursts <laughs> of minimalism right and youtube encouraged us they, they basically said hey look we are oh, we fav our site favors consistency and so put your shorter videos on one channel put your long podcasts on a separate channel and that way, your message will reach more eyes and ears. Anyway, Nicole, I'm going to send you a copy of Essential. If you like our podcast, I think you'll really like the audiobook version of Essential. It's our longest book. It's over six hours long. Or if you want the book book or the ebook version, happy to send those to you as well. Ryan, what time is it? You know what time it is. It is time for our lightning round where we answer your text messages. You can text your comments and questions to area code 937 202 Four six five four. Yes, indeed. Those texts go to both of our phones. You can also send an emoji to that phone number, and we'll send you our any like. What's the most recent thing you declutter? If it's a pair of jeans, send us a blue jeans emoji. Um, if it's an eggplant you got rid of, <laughs> just send us an eggplant emoji. Uh, we got the weirdest Did podcast. Sean, just say peach. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that what that is, Sean? Uh, did you see the the text we were we were sharing back and forth? This mm. uh, this sometimes we get weird texts that I don't respond. We we try to respond to everybody's text. 
but sometimes we just get some really weird ones. Yeah. Uh, someone said, uh, hey, Josh, I know you're a spanker. You need yeah. to live up to it. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. I don't either, man. What does that mean I'm a spanker? I don't know. I mean, it depends if it's someone who's British. Oh, does that mean? Or someone who is American. I'm sure. I'm, I mean, I'm just throwing that out there that the, the, the definition is very vague. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's like depends on where you're from. So yeah, I don't know. It's like I don't. But anyway, you can text an emoji of the thing you got rid of most recently. That will add you to our Monday morning minimal maxim. So each week Monday morning, we never send you spam or junk or anything like that. But we'll text you a little simple way to start off your week with a a small dose, a micro dose of simplicity yeah. each week. Uh, by the way, during the lightning round, this is where Ryan and I do our best to answer every question with a short, shareable, less than 140 character response. We put the text to these minimal maxims in the show notes so you can copy and share our pithy answers on social media if you'd like. And now you can find all of our minimal maxims in one place, minimalmaxims.com. All right, what's our question this week? We have a question here from... V Hall. All right. V Hall texted in. Do you guys have any tips on getting rid of things during the COVID restrictions? Mm. So I've got a pithy answer for you here, Ryan. So getting rid of things during COVID. As soon as that question came in, I agreed with it. I'm like, yeah, I guess it is more difficult. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So here's my pithy answer. And then we'll unpack it. Even the best excuse is still an excuse. Mm. Why is it actually more difficult to get rid of things during COVID? In a weird way, it should be even easier because you're surround, you're confronted by the stuff more. You're at home more frequently. Yeah, it's been easier for me, man, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Although finding a place to donate to has been a little bit more difficult. Yes, I do have a box of donations sitting in the back of my trunk that's been there for a couple of weeks. <laughs> we found a Goodwill that was open. Yeah. And it's on uh, uh, the one in our neighborhood is is closed. I think it's closed permanently. Oh, like wow. I, there's. But anyway, there was one. Uh, neighborhood over basically i'll, I'll give you the address yeah, you, after all yeah. this but um also you can find places that pick up stuff for you as well donationtown.org mm. is a great resource Ooh, for that's you. what i should do yeah and, and mm. so places will pick stuff up especially if, if you have big ticket items you have a big furniture or something you want to get rid of a couch or a mattress a lot of these places are non-profits and you'll find responsible non-profits in your area that's how i found when we lived in in missoula i found the donation warehouse was from oh, yeah. donationtown.org yeah and they'll pick up your mattresses and they they repurpose them mm -hmm. to uh people who've uh, been victims of abuse or uh, people who are uh, were formerly homeless and they recently have have come out of that situation and and they need the essentials and so you can find a place on do donationtown.org that will help other people with your stuff that is just accumulating du uh, uh, dust wherever you are yeah. do you have a pithy answer for v hall i do i do before i get into my pithy answer uh i think with covid it, there's this mindset of you don't want to declutter right now because you know we're in an emergency type situation and you never know what kind of things you'll need mm -hmm. but you know, to your point, now is the best time mm -hmm. to declutter. Because if you're sitting, sitting around with a bunch of junk right now that you don't need during COVID, you're probably not going to need it outside of COVID or any, other, or any other emergency. So my pithy answer is this. The best time to declutter was yesterday. The second best time is today. Yeah. So V-Hall, stop making excuses. But, you know, we're, again, we're not here to judge. Right. Um, but an excuse is an excuse. Indeed. And so I, you bring up the you, you you brought up the word emergency. And I like that because we have another rule in the the minimalist rule book called the emergency items rule. So we often are allergic to just in case items because just in case 
enables us to hold on to everything. So there's another rule in that book called the 2020 rule that allows you to get rid of just in case items. But there's a small subset, the subcategory of just in case items are useful. We call it we call them emergency items and hence the emergency item rule. And the thing I like about this rule is it is situational and so it changes as your life changes. When you mm -hmm. and I lived in Montana, we actually needed a few more Emergency yeah. items, right? Because there's we, winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and it's it's not a fun winter there either. Right. Not, and, yeah, and, no winter here in LA. Right. Right. Uh, here it's like some light summer. Yeah. And, and so uh, the thing about these emergency items, we have to be really honest about what we need. And Ryan, you hit the nail on the head. COVID actually illuminates how absurd most of the emergency items we thought we needed yeah. were. Yeah, what about all those buckets of food people are holding on to right now? Like they still haven't had to dip into the buckets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or if they did, I, I need to see video of it. Like, right. Oh, I can't imagine how bad the bucket food is. I think there are... We're talking about the Jim Baker stuff, right? Yeah, there's like YouTube channels where they review bucket, bucket food. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I, I was like looking at... Uh, during the earthquake, like when we had that big earthquake, I was looking at like, oh, how to get prepared for an earthquake. And I came across the, somehow came across the bucket of food mm -hmm. reviews. Anyway, it's interesting because, dude, you're, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like a, you know, a food review, but it's for a bucket of food. It's nuts. Right. Now we did a podcast episode, I think it was with TK Coleman about preparation and let me see if I can find it here. The thing we talked about, though, is like there, there are certain things that we have as uh, yeah, it was episode 224. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Episode 224 of the Minimalist Podcast. So uh, the title of it was Pandemic Preparation, but it was really about how little we need. But there are some things that you and I have. Like I have a few cases. I have like five cases of sardines. Now I eat sardines regularly, so mm -hmm. it's not like they're just sitting there going to waste. Yeah. But uh, that that's my food bucket effectively. Yeah. I mean, I've got like, I probably have two weeks worth of like freezer meat, mm -hmm. meat, meat in my freezer. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't feel like I need more than that. Yeah. Because even if, let's say the store is closed down, you know, I'd have basically two weeks to formulate a plan. Um, but ha having six months worth of food, wh what does that do? Because let's say you are in a situation where you have to, you know, have a food reserve for six months. Well, what do you do on that seventh month? So maybe you should have a seventh month of food supply. Right. I mean, it's it's just endless. No matter how much you prepare, you can't be prepared for everything. And yeah. in that episode, go back and listen to it if you're interested, because we talk about time frames and what Ryan and I prepare for mm -hmm. and how we differ a little bit as well. So you can check that out. Episode 224. Um, we're going to move on to our added value in a moment. I've got three added values today, but they're all sort of, they're intertwined as, as one. We're talking about stuff right now, and we're talking about being overwhelmed by stuff. And I thought about nutrition in a way, how, how, how it relates to nutrition, which is mm -hmm. a, a weird correlation, but I think I'll be able to wrap it together. We're going to talk about that. Also, I know we've got some listener tips, but first, um, I would encourage you to check out our Maximal episode this week. So Ryan and I, we have something called the Minimalist Private Podcast, and, and this keeps our podcast 100% advertisement free. So every week, we do a long-form podcast. It's always over an hour. Sometimes it's 
two, three, four times longer than our minimal episodes here. But we answer questions. We we dive deep. We're going to go much deeper today on stuff and, and being stuffocated. Here are an f- example of a few of the questions here, Ryan. We're going to talk about retail therapy. This, uh, this topic mm. keeps coming up. Uh, someone's agonizing over their junk and they can't figure out how it can be responsibly donated. And this other person here is asking a question about clothing and being stuffocated by their clothes. Uh, here's one. My kitchen counters are the one thing that always get cluttered. Well, I've got, I've, I have the actual solution to this. Mm, get rid of your counter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you just make the counters not, uh, so they're at like a, a 45 degree angle, everything will slide off. <laughs> So they just have a cluttered floor. <laughs> yes. It's perfect. No, I, I have an answer to this because I used to have this same problem, and now I'm able to handle it even with Bex and Ella. We have another question here about getting rid of kids' stuff. Mm. We have – oh, we got a bunch more questions. So, so many questions. Uh, oh, uh, something about parents, dealing with my parents' stuff, mm. and some of the emotional ties that overwhelm us with our stuff. we got a lot to talk about. Check out The Minimalist Private Podcast. It's a completely separate endeavor. It's just $2, and that money allows us to pay Podcast Sean and Jordan and Jess and, of course, ourselves and uh, for the studio space and keep this podcast 100% advertisement-free. You can get your personal link so that our private podcast plays in your favorite podcast app. So maybe you listen to this on Apple Podcasts or Overcast or Feedly or or whatever. You can just copy that link. It's your own private link. You'll get a separate podcast feed to The Minimalist Private Podcast. We go much deeper on these episodes. You can find all that at theminimalists.com slash support. Ryan, what else you got for us this week? Here are some voicemail comments and tips from our listeners. Check them out. Hello, it is Kit calling from Toronto, Ontario. I did want to comment on meditation as I'm an individual who is very frustrated at the beginning of their meditation journey since I'm somebody who has a monkey mind. And the traditional idea of meditation, the sitting, closing your eyes and clearing your mind just didn't resonate with me. (laughs) So I dove a little further, did a little bit of research, and I found out that meditation is actually more about being in the present moment. And once I was able to wrap my mind around this concept, it was a lot easier for me to actually have a mindful practice in everyday life, whether I'm doing the dishes or the laundry, any mundane task can be meditation. It's as long as you're being mindful and you're being present and you're being aware. So keep in mind that individuals who are maybe frustrated with the traditional idea of meditation, you can actually meditate when you're dancing, when you're going to the gym, a walk in the park, or even when you're watching TV. It can really be anything that you enjoy as long as you're present and in the moment. Hello, I'm Lari from Brazil, and this is for the lady who asked about minimizing beauty products. First, don't let social media like Pinterest and Instagram compel you to consume. It's easy to mistake inspiration with comparison. To me, minimalist beauty could be about enhancing what you have, instead of spending time and money trying to change it. I found freedom in embracing my natural hair texture and color. I found a hairdresser who knew how to properly cut my hair type, then minimize the time and money spent trying to change it. About makeup, you can minimize the 
the amount of stuff by only multi-purpose tools like a beauty blender that replaced all skin and concealer brushes for me. Get rid of repeated items and throw away expired makeup as you can grow bacteria and cause breakouts. And don't feel bad if you paid a lot for something and need to toss it. If buying an item made you happy, it already served its purpose. All right, y'all, for our added value today, we're suffocated with stuff, right? And I, to me, we're almost malnourished by our stuff. Mm. Here's what I mean by that. You and I grew up, when we were growing up, we were both, we were literally the two fattest kids in our grade. Yeah. If you go back to September 2013 on my Instagram, at Joshua Fields Milburn, you can find a, a picture of me who's, uh, I was obese. Mullet and all. Yeah, and the only reason I know that is people, I mentioned it on one episode, and they're like, I can't find it. You have to go back. You know, whatever that is September seven two, seven years ago yeah but it's a picture of of me at age uh, fourth grade yeah somewhere around fourth fifth grade something yeah. like that uh 1990 or 89 or something so i was obese and so it was right around the time you and i met i was the fattest kid in school you were the sac second fattest kid in school mm -hmm. and we ate a lot we, meaning we got a lot of calories mm. macronutrients yeah. but we were deficient in micronutrients and so it we continued to eat but we're never sort of satiated right. we were never nourished by that food and i think the same things happen with our stuff a lot of the stuff we're, we we have an abundance of calories mm. the average american household has hundreds of thousands of items in it but there's no they're not nutrient dense items right and yeah That's and a great point. I think that is also true in our our everyday life in terms of what we eat quite often. We, we don't understand that we need nutrients in our food. Rarely do we think about the micronutrients that are in our food. So my added value today are three things I would recommend to you, Ryan, uh, mm -hmm. to Sean, to Jordan, to anyone who's listening to this. There, there are three things that recently have really helped me out. The reason I'm feeling a little bit better health-wise is because um, we've been on the right track with three things. Uh, number one is there's this tart cherry jello that Bex has been making mm -hmm. from scratch. Mm -hmm. And it's two ingredients. It's literally two ingredients. We'll put a link to the Sean, I just sent you the link. Uh, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. But it's tart cherry juice. Yeah. And it is gelatin. Yeah. Which are animal bones, right? Mm -hmm. um, well, yeah. I mean, it's synthetic animal bones a lot of the time. Oh, no, 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 no. We get the good stuff. Oh, yeah, oh, I yeah, understand what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, I'm saying okay. is, you it, can get synthetic though, like for the vegans out there. Yeah. No, no, no. You don't want to do that for this. Okay. Not for the oh, because you're because of, of the because of the nutrient density yes. of the bone. Right. Right. I see. Yeah. And it's not just bone; it's cartilage and everything. So you, just so you all know, Jello gotcha. has always been bones. By the way. Yeah. That's yeah. It, that's are there alternatives? I'm sure there are, but but th that's what it's made from. And by yes. the way, that's the original Jello. <laughs> yes. And and so. You want a high-end one. I think Great Lakes is the one we use or Natural Lake or whatever they are. Mm -hmm. um, I, I got this from from Ben Greenfield, by the way. Uh, two of my added values there from Ben Greenfield. Uh, and so this Jello, it, it helps with a few things. I pulled up this article here. It's tart cherry. They're, they're, so it's not like Jello. You, I mean, it, it looks and feels texture-wise like Jello, but it's not full of all the sugar and stuff you, right. you're used to. So I have one square of this every night, mm -hmm. and here are some of the benefits. Uh, digestive health, health, uh, detox, so the glycine is the big thing that's in the... Um, the, the, the cartilage and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, joint health, uh, skin health. Mm. And it's because it's because of the the bone material. The, yeah, yeah. Well, not just bone, okay. but the cartilage right. and everything else that, that that's in there. Yeah. So, uh, but it's none of the negative downsides of um, of 
if you were to buy store-bought Jello, it's not fresh. It has preservatives. Which we're literally, sugar, yeah. yeah. So here's all all we do. We we put it on the stove, mm-hmm. heat it up until it's all mixed together. Mm-hmm. Just the the juice and and the gelatin the gelatin, mm-hmm. and then you pour it. We we'd put it into ice cube trays, like these big rubber ice cube trays. Yeah, and then we refrigerate it. And then within a few hours, it's ready to go. And then I have it for several weeks at that point. Mm-hmm. I put it in, into a, a bag or a container. Mm-hmm. And just I'll eat one a night. Bex will have one a night. But it, what it really helps with uh, the two things I haven't talked about yet are inflammation and sleep. Mm. So because of the autoimmune issues I have, it's really helped with my inflammation overall. That's great. And then it helps with sleep. There's a study here in this article from Lily Nichols that I'm going to put out there. Uh, Lily Nichols handles a lot of the stuff. So uh, she she's the one, the article I sent you, Sean. But uh, there, the glycine in gelatin has been shown to help you sleep better. And there's a, a link to a awesome. study here. And so Ben recommends this, you know, a, a half hour to an hour or so before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. And that's when I've been doing it. And it's been like this really nice dessert and that there's a, just enough tartness or sweetness in that cherry that it does kind of feel like a dessert. Isn't it crazy how when you cut out like the, the vast majority of sugar, yeah. all of a sudden something like what you're talking about, it's it actually tastes like a dessert a little bit. It's a treat, yeah. It's like, an, like when I eat an apple now, I'm like... God, this is so sweet. It's too sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so I would definitely recommend these. You can make them. They're they're really inexpensive. Um, the second thing I'm going to recommend is this tummy healing yogurt. So it's this coconut mm. yogurt. I was talking to Mariah when you and Mariah were over the other day with the uh, not the slow cooker, but the what do you call it? Is it a slow cooker? Uh, yeah, it's uh, so we. It's like what is it called? Um, Instapot. Maybe? Instapot. Thank okay. you. Yeah, we yeah. we make yogurt in an Instapot. Yeah, and which is basically a slow cooker, but yes, yeah. yeah. There's a yogurt setting on it. It takes about 36 hours. I got some at home right now being mm-hmm. made, and so this is a, a coconut yogurt, and so this is this one is vegan. If f- folks are vegan who are listening, to this. oh, bacteria though is that vegan? Like you would think that like. It wouldn't be, but it is. Yeah, probiotics. They are little living microorganisms. Yes, they are. Uh, but I think it's it still counts as being vegan if yeah. you are a vegan. Yeah. Um, but it's really helped my stomach these last few weeks. Uh, there's a particular bacteria bacteria in it. And uh, I'm just going to put a link in the show notes to... This has been Greenfield. His two twin boys have a podcast called The Go Greenfields Show. Yeah. And they did the cutest thing with their dad. They made this... Um, this uh, mood-boosting secret recipe for coconut yogurt. It's this gut-healing yogurt. But there's a lot of science behind this. But it was just really cute watching these two kids or hearing these two kids make it. And I sent it over to to Mariah this morning because she was asking about it. But it's this yogurt. And then what I do is I'm working my way up to half a cup a day. And it's really really helping my gut heal, I feel like. Now, to what extent it will long-term, I don't know. But man, so, so you're saying you're working up to a half a cup, like it's pretty medicinal. It sounds like, uh, yeah, you, someone like you would probably be fine. You already have a healthy gut; it would just make your gut more healthy. Oh, it's, it, what it's going to do is seeding your gut with this bacteria. So if you ate a half of a cup, it would mess with your gut. Yes, I see. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, it should be too many probiotics at once for me. So gotcha. I'm working, working my way up. Cool. Anyway, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And then third and finally, uh, there's a supplement company that I've really been getting a lot of benefit from, Ancestral Supplements. Mm. I'm bringing them I up. I've heard of them. Um, so it's organ pills, basically. So okay. So a see, lot I of just, us, I just do straight up raw liver. Right, but so so I. <laughs> I don't, uh, so I, I do a bunch of different organs through them. So I, I do, and this will grow some people, especially if you're a vegan, but mm-hmm. I, I'm like 99.4% of the world. I'm an omnivore. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so 
the most nutrient dense parts of the animals are the parts that we don't eat, right? right. Liver, or well, yeah, brains. Brain. Yeah. So I do brain pills. Yeah. I did some right before I came in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's desiccated, so that it's freeze dried, so that it doesn't remove all the nutrients from it. Uh, liver. I'll do heart, kidney. Uh, there's they have this this organ blend that has like heart, kidney, and a few other things in it. Yeah. Um, I, I do the intestines, the stomach and intestines. That has really helped my stomach as well. Yeah. So they have these intestine pills, and then. Um, they have a prostate formula, so you can if you're if you're a guy and you want to you know mm. enhance your vitality, as they say, yeah. uh, you can do that. But if you just go to Amazon, look up ancestral supplements, yeah. they have some of the best reviews you'll ever see. Cool. J- just look at their reviews. Now, I've mentioned them just in passing one of the time on mm-hmm. the podcast, mm-hmm. and they they reached out to me and they were like, "Hey, can I send you a b- bunch of free stuff? Thanks so much." Yeah. And it was actually the owner, one of the two owners of the company, yeah. and I I. I was really flattered because I spend a ridiculous amount of money on their supplements. Right. And I had to say no. Right. Because and it sucks to say no because I'm like I would love to have some free stuff. Yeah. But, but then you feel obligated. I'd feel obligated, but I also wouldn't feel like I could recommend them genuinely. Yeah. And so what I've decided is I no, you can't send it to me. I'm going to continue paying full price for your supplements. Mm-hmm. But I am going to be able to mention you and then feel really good about mentioning your company because I don't get anything from you, nor do I want anything. We're 100% advertisement free. You can't pay us anything to advertise on this podcast. But if I find value in your product or service, then I'm happy to mention it either in passing or as an added value segment. It was like uh, every dollar reached out to me and they're like, you guys talk about it so much. Can we give you the... I'll just we'll give you the free uh, premium, and I was like, well, two, two things: the premium kind of takes some of the work out of it, uh-huh. and the work is painful for me. Okay, so that's why I do the free version. Uh, but also, I was like, look, you guys are awesome, and if I really wanted the premium version, like I have no problem supporting your company and giving you whatever it is per month for the premium version. Right, and it's not even that expensive either. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, with these supplements, I was it's spending, a little bit different. Yeah, but. yeah, I spend a couple hundred dollars a month on supplements. But here's the thing. It's really helped me. It's helped my mental acuity. It's helped my inflammation. It's helped my gut health. These aren't panaceas. It's not. It's literally not a magic pill. But if yeah. you don't want to eat heart and kidneys and brains and spleen yeah. and intestines, yeah, I might check out the spleen, intestine, brain stuff because we I we do a a ground beef from U.S. Wellness Meats. Uh-huh. That again, no sponsor here. Uh, that they grind in kidney and heart right, and right, liver right. into their their ground. It's like a fifty fifty blend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the brain stuff. I don't know if I. I don't know if I. I mean, I can eat raw liver. I've done raw liver shooters, like mm-hmm. based on Paul Saladino's recommendations, and I do notice a little bit of a, a of a difference in my mental uh, agility or um, just my energy in general. Like I, there is something there, but with the brain, I don't know if I could eat raw brain. I, so, the, the, where do you yeah, even buy a raw brain? You you can. Oh, and you, okay. you have to slaughter the animal yourself. But I've seen people do it, sadly. But mm-hmm. um, it. I would definitely wouldn't recommend anything raw because there's a lot of food safety yeah, issues. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I do raw liver. That is, yeah, I would not recommend anyone else do that. Right, right, right. Yes. There, there can be food contamination issues. Now, you, you get really high quality and, uh, yeah, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But still, e- even still, especially if you have gut issues like I have, yeah. uh, there, there could be some potential issues. So we have, we have three added values here. The, the tart cherry jello homemade. Mm-hmm. Talk about nutrient dense. Also helps your sleep, helps your inflammation, helps yeah. a bunch of other things. Link to the article in the show notes. Uh, we have the tummy healing yogurt. You can mm-hmm. check out the Go Greenfields episode. We'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. If I were to recommend just one out of these three things, it, right now it'd be that tummy healing yogurt for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, although 
I think long term, if I were to recommend one thing, it'd be the ancestral supplements because, yeah. uh, I, and there are some others I do. Lung, I mean, think about rest. So, what they do is, is like supports like. So, if you are consuming heart, it's because you want to, uh, you want good heart health. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's sort of this ancestral principle, right? Huh. And, and so, think about liver. When you do liver, you want to, you want. A better liver. Now, what does your liver do? It well, everything. It mm-hmm. detoxes. It processes. Yeah. And so, it, you're you're able to improve everything. Well, if I, I want to improve my my intestines, my you know I've got all these ulcers in my my um, small intestine. Of course, I want I want to consume uh, that part of the animal then, hmm. right? And I want to do so safely and conveniently. And these supplements have. I mean, I I noticed a difference the first week I started taking them. Wow. So maybe try just like the organ blend to get started, or if you want like the the brain or something like that mm-hmm. but just go on to amazon and take a look at an ancestral supplements look at the reviews i'm not telling you to get it it's really up to you mm-hmm. but these are parts of the animal we used to throw away right and so in a weird way like even if you're vegan the, these are parts of the animal that would have 20 years ago 10, maybe even 10 years ago gotten thrown away or mixed yeah. into some sort of yeah uh slop but you know it's are, interesting though you go back far enough and they were the most prized pieces of the animal. Yes, and they still are in some. <laughs> and then post-industrial, yeah, yeah, like that's when it started to get, to get thrown away. Yeah, they're, 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 let's talk about the reason they're most prized because they're the most nutrient dense. They're mm. what make you feel the best, and that's what I really care about. I don't care about what your diet is. If you're uh, carnivore, like. 0.0001% of the population. If you're a vegan, like 0.4% of the population, or 0.6% right. of the population. You feel good. If you're an omnivore like me and Ryan, most people I know, then I I want you to be able to feel good on whatever diet you are. And, and no matter what you're doing, if you're like our friend Rich Roll, who's been on this podcast a bunch, he thrives on a plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're like our friend Paul Saladino, he thrives on an animal-based diet. But the people I really see thriving most of the time are the people who combine the two in a smart, intentional way that serves them. Yeah. So I hope you enjoy those three added values. I was going to recommend today, I, I saw this Palm Springs uh, film on Hulu. Oh, that, yeah. That's not my added value. Yeah. But I, I wanted to, just, I thought it was funny. Um, we tried to watch it with Ella, and it's a, it's a romantic comedy, okay? Uh, it's a romantic comedy. Let me just say that again. Okay. Romantic comedy. Okay. Ella sits down to watch it with us. And there's this hilarious scene where where the main character gets shot by an arrow. Like, it's so silly. And and Ella freaks out. She just starts crying. Oh. And, ah! Yeah. And then you come over last night or whenever it was, two nights ago, yeah. with Mariah. And we watch these documentaries that are truly terrifying. Animals getting eaten by snakes and stuff. Yeah. She doesn't get scared of that at all. Yeah, but a romantic comedy just terrifies her. That is, yeah, that that is that's crazy. That's so I, I, that's not my added value, but um, I, yeah. I don't know what to say about Dude, it. Dude, I uh, I'm trying to remember the name of Taylor Swift's new album. Dude, it's not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. That's not her added value either. But Guys, I'm just throwing I, that I out there. I want to recommend the most popular album of the year. <laughs> is it the most popular album? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Anyway, I've only I've only heard bits of it, but what I heard was was really good. I've yeah. had several people recommend it to me too. Yeah, uh, so I'll have to really dive deep into that one. Uh, right here, right now, here's one thing that is going on in the life of the minimalists. Now, Ryan, we have been doing this for ten years now. And in the last ten years, we we've been on nine different tours, mm-hmm. and we've been all over the U.S. and Canada. 
Australia, the UK, we've been all over the place. And looking forward to hitting the road again soon. Until then, we have all any tour stop that we recorded. So we either did audio, we did video for some of them. You can find them on our website, theminimalists.com slash previous. That gets you to our previous tour stops. Mm -hmm. And you can see a list of literally every tour stop we've ever been on. And if it's clickable, that means you can see the video or hear the audio via any or for any of those tour stops. Now, unfortunately, later this year, well, earlier this year, we were right before COVID hit, we were getting ready to go on this tour, the West Coast tour. Yeah. And uh, we had to postpone it because of COVID. Right. Stupid COVID. Yeah. Ruining everything. And, and so we postponed it till November. Yep. Well, I just got the phone call from Live Nation and WME, who represents us on these tours, and they've decided to cancel virtually all of their dates yeah. for the rest of the year, especially on the West Coast. Yeah. And so uh, we, we are a casualty of that. I guess it's no longer the West Coast Tour. It's the Lost Coast Tour because this is going to be our lost tour. This is yeah. going to be our, our year of not touring. Yeah. And uh, last year, we only did one event in 2019. Yeah. So when all of the dust settles from COVID and we have found our new abnormal, we'll hit the road again. Yeah. You can get on our email list over at theminimalists.com slash tour, and we will update you whenever we're coming to a city near you. But uh, yeah, that West Coast tour, we had to contact all 16 guests for it. It was going to be phenomenal, mm -hmm. but it is now the Lost Tour. Yeah. It's not something we can reschedule because next year we've got a book coming out, and, um, of course, our, our new film will be out as well. So we're going to move beyond that. Hopefully we can get some of these folks who are going to be on that tour as podcast guests here in the studio mm -hmm. at some point. That'd be great. But it is, I guess it's the Lost Tour now. Yeah. But that's okay. You can go back to all the previous tour stops, any of the ones that we recorded, theminimalists.com slash previous to find those tour stops and listen to them, watch them, and enjoy the the past letting go. All right. You can follow The Minimalists on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Minimalists. Come on to one of our live podcast shows once we start doing those again at theminimalists.com slash tour find a city near you if you have a question comment or minimalism tip for our podcast email a voice memo to podcast at the minimalists.com you can comment on this episode at youtube.com slash the minimalist and if you want our show notes in your inbox sign up for our email list over at the minimalists.com you'll also receive our simple sunday emails whenever we send them and if you leave here today with just one message we hope it's this love people and use things because the opposite never works Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next time. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it.